0: This is a Timmet Podcast. This podcast is part of the series On the Marge. This episode is part of the second series. Chronologically, it falls somewhere before episode 35. The title of this episode is Playground. Playground. It seemed like the city worked on it all summer, but I guess there was a problem with some of the material, and the new playground by the skating rink on Pine Street wasn't complete until late September. Our daughter Alex reported that it was super, and from a distance it certainly looked like fun. I'm sure there weren't things like that when I was a kid. When Joseph Glad came up with the idea, we all wondered why we hadn't thought of it first. Well, actually, we all probably had thought of it but I never really said it out loud. How about on Friday evening? Say about 10 p.m., said Joseph. How about we make sure there are no children around and we have an adults-only play night at the new playground? So that's how we ended up at the little park at the end of the skating rink. It was early October. No snow. Dark, but lots of light filtering in from the streetlights on Pine, and we had a few flashlights. There were seven of us. The Glatts, the McPherson's, Kelda, my wife Mara, and me. We'd sent our daughter Alex over to the Brisebois house on the pretense that they needed help looking after the babies. Well, we didn't tell Alex we were paying the Brisebois girls to babysit her, and the Glad children were at their grandmother's. We stood around the new play structures, marveling at how far recreation technology had advanced since our childhoods. The smaller setups for young children received only passing admiration, but there was a long section of stiff rope of impossibly large diameter, hanging from chains, a new sort of swing. In the presence of sufficiently imaginative children, it could be a cowboy's horse cantering over the prairie, or a pirate ship rocked by the ocean waves. What attracted most of our attention, however, was the slide. But it was way more than a slide. It was a bright orange tower, about ten meters high, with all sorts of low climbing apparatus around the base, A series of steps and ladders led to a small platform near the top, covered by a high metal roof. From the platform was the ultimate slide, a curved fiberglass tube that spiraled down around the tower to the soft sand at the bottom. With a structure so high, the first inclination of my inner childhood boy was to see if there was a way I could climb all the way up on the outside of the tower, or maybe get onto the roof from the high platform. But the designers of playground equipment had learned lots over the years and had obviously been warned about people like me. A slide tower was safely kid-proof and pretty much adult-proof as well. I don't know if it was Mrs. McPherson's initial scream of terror on her first run down the slide that did it. Or maybe it was her shrieks of delight on the 17 subsequent runs. Or maybe it was just the cheesecake she had placed on the picnic table. For later, she explained. In any case, something attracted the bear's attention. I guess he came out of the woods on the south side of the skating rink. He stood at the end of the sandy playground area, observing the humans climbing, swinging, laughing and sliding together in a most childish manner. Dave McPherson was the first to notice. Watch out, he called. It's a bear. Within ten seconds, all seven of us were crowded onto the little platform at the top of the slide. The bear came over and sniffed around the base of the tower. He was a medium-sized, juvenile black bear. He stopped at the bottom of the stairs and looked up expectantly. "Uh, "'Do you think he can climb up?' asked Pamela McPherson with a quavering voice. "'I thought he probably could if he really wanted to, but I didn't say so.' Concluding that we weren't going to climb down and be sociable, the bear walked around to the end of the slide and stuck his head up the tube opening. After about 10 seconds of sniffing and realizing that none of us were going to slide down into his mouth, the bear pulled his head out of the slide tube, looked around, and ambled off. The bear was about two-thirds of the way to the picnic table when Kelda realized the extent of the impending disaster. She shouted, My God, he's going to get the cake! And if he does, he'll associate food with the playground and come back when the kids are here. Ever since Mitten the Kitten had been mercilessly murdered by a pair of cute little foxes, Kelda's obsessive life campaign had become convincing people not to feed wildlife. Without regard to her personal safety, she threw herself into the slide, spiraled around the tower, and shot out onto the sand, ready for action. She advanced assertively towards the bear. "'Go away, bear,' she ordered loudly. "'Go away! That cheesecake is not yours! It's bad for your teeth!' The bear stopped and looked back over his shoulder. Then he turned around and slowly sat up in his haunches, maybe to see better in the half-light. The part about the teeth was probably true, but it wouldn't have convinced me to abandon a whole cheesecake. In the face of the immobile bear, Kelda's determined march slowed down and stopped. She stood there uncertainly and shouted again, this time not quite so confidently, Go away, bear, or we'll, we'll, we'll do something you don't like. The bear obviously did not believe Kelda. He dropped back to all fours and started to her. At that point, Joseph Glatt jumped into the tube at the top of the slide, whizzed around the tower and shot out the bottom, already running. He took a wide detour to the left around Kelda and the bear and ended up at the picnic table. I have the cake, he shouted to the bear. And then to us he called, I'm going up the hill. Bears can't climb hills. Clutching the cake to his chest, Joseph started up the steep, slippery hill through the forest towards Grove Street above. The bear, realizing the cake was getting away, turned and ran after Joseph. If bears actually can't climb hills, this bear didn't know that. He was moving pretty fast when he disappeared into the shadows on the hill, following Joseph up to Grove. There were crashing and shuffling sounds. Then silence. Then a scream. I jumped into the slide and Mara followed me, spiraling down. We ran across the sandy playground area and up the hill towards Grove. That trail isn't an easy climb under any conditions, and I slipped once in the dark. When we emerged into the lit-up area on the side of Grove, there was the bear, just finishing licking the cheesecake plate. This time he responded positively to shouted suggestions that he move along, and the last we saw of him, he was heading south along the water main corridor behind the houses on Grove. All was silent. There was no sign of Joseph. I don't suppose the bear has actually eaten Joseph too, I mused as I picked up the plate. No, said Mara, I don't think there was time. And if the bear had eaten Joseph, there'd probably be a shoe or a belt buckle or something left. So we ventured a little way into the forest on the other side of Grove, calling Joseph's name. But all was quiet. In increasing panic and concern, we hurried back down the slippery hill into the playground. And there was Joseph with the others. He'd run north a house or two and doubled back through somebody's yard, down the hill through the forest and back to the playground. I slipped and fell on the cake, explained Joseph. The bear didn't get much. Most of it stuck to my chest. I think it fell off in somebody's backyard up there, he gestured as he used a stick to scrape the remnants off his sweater. So the new playground has been a wild success. We've been back with Alex. The swaying rope swing was an earthquake simulator and the top of a rocking treehouse. The slide tower has been a rocket ship, a secret cave, and an Olympic sports venue. Maybe by the time the bear wakes up next spring, he will have forgotten what an exciting place the new playground really is. This has been a Timmet podcast in a series called On the Marge. Instrumental intro and exit are courtesy of Kate Weeks. If you would like more of these podcasts, check out the podcast website at timmit.ca slash podcasts. That's T-I-M-M-I-T dot C-A slash podcasts.